Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. You'll never see God move in a supernaturally mighty way if you're not going through some trials. That will build your faith and that will get you to the place where you say, I know God brought me out of that. I know he brought me out of that. I heard the word of God that was in my spirit to tell me to stand firm. He was going to see me through and he saw me through. Trials will develop our service and our usefulness. The prime example of that is the Apostle Paul. This is what he said about his trials uh, when others was talking about uh, how they serve God and they, they were criticizing him. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he said, are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more a servant of Christ. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country. In da- now, what are you going through now? You said, I'm really going through, Pastor Paul said, now, if you thought you'd been through. He wasn't complaining. He was saying, I'm serving the Lord. I'm giving God all of my life and my heart, and I'm going through this. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. He says, and I, I, I've done everything, and everything has been done to me. And in verse 28, he says, and besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. I'm, I'm not as concerned about me. I'm concerned about the people of God. He says, I'm going through so I can tell you that God will deliver you. They tried to kill me. They couldn't kill me. And then you know what? When he finally came to the end of his life, he says, I am ready to be offered up. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I'm ready. Whatever y'all want to do, go on and do that. Before his head was cut off, he says, I'm ready. I fought a good fight. Our trials also enable us, lastly, to better help others in their trial. How can you encourage some other believer if you're not going to go through something? We need some people in the church that others can look to so when they're going through something, somebody can say, honey, let me just tell you, you're not going through here by yourself. You're not the only one that's had to deal with this. I was dealing with this or I was dealing with that, and this is how God 
work this thing out for me. He'll do the same for you. We don't need somebody to say, honey, let me just tell you what I would do. I go down there and I just give him a piece of my mind. I mean, uh, you know, you don't need nobody in the church telling you. You need some mature believers. How are you going to be mature? I've gone through the fire and I wasn't burned. I went through the water and I wasn't drowned. God will see you through. Some of you are going through something right now. You don't know how you're going to make it through it. I'm here to tell you that God will see you through it. There are people in this church that have gone through some tremendous, tremendous trial, tremendous sickness, tremendous marriage issues, tremendous financial issues, and God has seen them through. No matter what you're going through, they've gone through issues with their children. Some have been in prison. Some have been in the hospital. Some have been cast aside. Some have been abused sexually, physically. People have gone through all kinds of things sitting in here today. We go through, but God is able to see us through. But the enemy is going to have you to think that you're on the edge. He's going to make you want to jump off the cliff and, because you just say, I, I, nobody loves me. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. Well, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. God is able to see you through no matter what your situation is. Our trials will enable us to help others. One of the most famous stories is in the book of Genesis in the life of Joseph, who had a vibrant life ahead of him, who was just thrilled to be one of the children of his father and, and one of the father's favorites. And he had a vision about his own life of what he's going to be. I'm going to be successful. My brothers are going to bow down to me. He just didn't have the wisdom not to tell them all of that. He just said, y'all going to bow down to me one day. I'm, I'm going to be bigger than all of y'all. I'm going to be famous than all of y'all. And they said, what? He must have kept telling him that, and his father gave him a, a coat that was a, a many colors, you know, a, a coat that it was, he was proud of. He's wearing his coat and saying, you know, I'm going to be uh, greater than all of y'all. Y'all going to bow down to me. So the youngest brother shouldn't be telling the older brothers that he's going to bow down to him, and, and they got mad at him. And while they were out, they threw him in a pit. They threw him in a pit. They wanted to kill him. Now, what are you thinking when your brothers decide that they want to kill you and they grab you, what are you thinking when your brothers have picked you up and they've thrown you in a hole and they're arguing about whether they ought to kill you or not and somebody says, well, let's don't kill him. Let's just throw him in this hole and let him, dry, let him die. And then they said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's some people coming by. Let's sell it. So they sold him to some strangers. Those strangers took him down to Egypt Sold him again. And now, what is he thinking as a young boy? Now, he's young. He's got to be, you know, 14, 15 years old, maybe. He's young. What is he thinking? Now, he's got sold twice by his own brothers. He's not going to see his family again to people that are talking a different language. And he's standing there in his trials, wondering, where's my family? I'm sure he was crying to himself. And now he's sold to this man. But he started working, and this man put him over some things in his household and uh, over all of his household. And, and the man's wife looked at him and started becoming attractive to him and started hitting on him. He ain't trying to hear it. She one day snatched him up and said, come on in here. And he runs, and the wife accuses him falsely. Now he gets thrown in prison. He's going through something. He don't know why he's going through it. He's going through something. The woman said, come on over here, come on, come on. He says, no, no, I serve God. That would not please my God. Get thrown in prison, 
One of the guys in prison says, after he helped him out, well, if I, when I get out, I'm going to tell the king about you. I'm going to help you. And years passed, nobody helped him. But finally, he got out. And next thing you know, he's in a position in Egypt as a prime minister. Now, God brought him from the pit, from Potiphar's house. He brought him from the outhouse to the penthouse. And his brothers end up back in front of him in Egypt because they were in a bind, in a famine, and it came to Egypt for food. And they were in front of this, front of this prime minister, and he was looking at him. They didn't even recognize him. They ain't seen him in so long. And they didn't recognize him because the clothes he had on were so fine, with a nice coat, with a lot of colors in it. They didn't recognize him. And he was in the perfect place to revenge these brothers that threw him in a pit. But this is what he said in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. God had to try to get him to the penthouse, but he had to throw him in the pit first. He never would have got to the penthouse if he never got in the pit. And some of you, God is trying to take to the penthouse of his blessings for you but you're complaining and fighting all the way and you're never going to get to the place where God has for you because you will not go through your trials with the attitude and the heart that God wants you to have. Joseph had an attitude that no matter where he was at, he kept working and he wasn't complaining. He was, in the, he was a prisoner in Potiphar's house and he worked like it was his own house. He was so diligent and his attitude was so good he got promoted. He got thrown in the prison out of Potiphar's house and he worked so hard in the prison and his attitude was so great, they made him a trustee in the prison. So wherever he was at, he kept on honoring God, he kept on worshiping God, he kept on blessing those that were around him to somebody said there's a, there's a blessing in that man's life there's an anointing on his life and God blessed him wherever he was at God can bless you in the middle of your trial no matter where you are but God meant it for good why? in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive now therefore do not be afraid I will provide for you and your little ones, and he comforted them, and he spoke kindly to them. They didn't even know when they threw him in the pit that God was doing that so they could be blessed too. God is working it out. God's always working behind the scenes for you, no matter what it looks like where you're at. So I don't care what you're going through right now. See God working behind the scene. Keep honoring God. Keep living and keep loving and keep working and keep having your attitude right. Keep serving God. Keep obeying God no matter where it is. God is working. God is working it out for your good. God is working it out for your good. I'm encouraging somebody right now. You think nobody cares, but God is looking at you. You think nobody is interested in what's going on in your life. God is looking. God is listening. And God is working. They may mean it for evil, but God means it for your good. So what attitude should we have in our trials? Be, have a joyful attitude. 
Have an understanding mind. Don't just get into the place of bitterness and complaining and murmuring and doing all that. Say, Lord, help me. Thank you for helping me to survive another day. Thank you, mighty God. And whenever you have an opportunity, speak the blessings of God and the Word of God around others. Have a submissive will, a believing heart, and an humble spirit as you are going through your trials. Now, you may be struggling right now. Some of you are in a place where you never thought you would be. But God is able. One thing he's going to do, he's going to separate the genuine from the counterfeit. If you're a genuine believer, you can stand firm in the Word of God. You either will go under in your own strength or you will overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of the Lamb. Here's what I want to do this morning. If you're in a place right now where you say, Pastor, I'm in a place where I'm really dealing with some things and it's a little bit overwhelming. Some of you are chronically just going from one thing to another. It seems like by the time you get one thing resolved, something else is coming. That's what happened in the life of Joseph. But the end result was that God worked it out for his good. This is a day. You're not here by accident. You're here to hear this message for your strengthening and your encouragement that God got you. If you belong to God, God got you in his hand. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atascacita, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.